Welcome to Lynn Cullen Live, talk radio without the static. Email your questions and comments to lynn at pghcitypaper.com. And now your host, Lynn Cullen. Hey, hello there. Welcome to August 1. How the hell did that happen? came fast. It came fast. Why is it? How come in the summer things go so fast? In the winter, the days crawl. It's ridiculous. This is Kim Everett. She is the president and CEO of Planned Parenthood of Western Pennsylvania, a position no sane person would want. <laughs> so I get, Maybe right. Yeah, right, right. I think we got that clear. <clears throat> if you were expecting me to talk about the debate, I'm not. I'm talking to Kim. The debate, here are my two takeaways. Joe Biden looks like an old, old doddering man. I don't care. All the pundits are saying he did okay. He came back. What? That is not what that is not the face of the Democratic Party we want taking on Donald Trump. I am sorry. Jays, I hope we figure that out. Okay? And Kamala Harris did not have a good night. Just saying. <laughs> yeah. And they spent most of their time savaging each other. Mhm. Yeah, it was a, it was kind of nasty. It yeah. was. I mean, yeah. I mean, I guess you, but the only good thing of that is then you see how capable they are of handling the savaging right. because that's what Trump's going to throw at them if they're the if they're on a debate stage with them. So you do want to see somebody yeah. who doesn't get rattled, who mm-hmm. gives as well mm-hmm. as they take that he'll be throwing back every little detail they brought up from 50 years ago well um, that's and use the way it against them but yeah that's the way it works but and i think you really need to take these debates away from cnn and msnbc because they're they don't want what you and i the the voter want we want to hear what these people have to say see them you know do their thing um and CNN wants tension and mm-hmm. drama and right. They like that bickering and they want to that's pit them against it, each other. That's right. Yeah. And then they who won, who lost, all this kind yeah. of stuff. I mean, no, give it back to the yeah. League of Women Voters, okay? Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. And the other thing, what the hell was that thing at the beginning with? With flags and and marching down aisles, it was like a, I was at a Boy Scout jamboree. What the <laughs> hell was that? And every, oh, I, I what, do they do it to see if someone will take a knee or something? I mean, what the hell? To show they're patriotic. Oh God, yes. let's yes. let's just go back to having them have to have a lapel pin with a flag, right? <laughs> She's are gone. Oh man, I can't take it. Get it away from cable. Get it away from those people. I can't stand them. Okay, now. Uh, you want to talk about Planned Parenthood? Yes, Gaggles, I want to. All of it. All of it. All of it. Um, here, I want to. You've probably seen all this stuff, but <clears throat> Nicholas Kristoff. Writes for the New York Times. I don't know. This was like a week or so ago. He went to West Virginia to uh, visit the only Planned Parenthood, I guess, office there. Office, right. Right, Mm -hmm. there. And he talked to the women he was seeing go in. He sees uh, a 20-year-old student who came in for a chlamydia test. Mm-hmm. That's a common. sexually transmitted, transmitted disease. Infection. Okay, mm-hmm. infection. And uh, she had previously been treated and was coming up for, she was told to come back for a three-month follow-up. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was told the test would, she would have to pay $94. And she said, but it, it didn't cost anything last time. Uh, he said, well, times have changed. We've lost our funding. They've lost their funding. Yeah. So I'm sorry, we can't find out if you're disease-free unless you give us $94. She couldn't. She left. Mm. Okay? Uh, a 17-year-old girl arrived for a birth control injection, which she gets every three months. Mm-hmm. 
they couldn't give her her injection. And I don't even understand this. It says, under the new regulations, this is that thing you hear about the gag rule, under the new regulations, the clinic could no longer use the contraceptives it had on site. So it was left to give her a prescription for the pill, which, again, yeah. she couldn't afford. So wh yeah. what is that about? So um, the funding uh, that we get is where we got. It's a, it is gone now. Um, it's called Title X, and it's the National Family Planning Program. So it's been around since 1970. It's provided free services to um, people who below a certain income level. Um, but a, a, another piece of that is... Um, it's a program that gives providers who have that funding access to discount pharmacy pharmaceuticals I see. through the 340B program. And that's kind of a technicality, but it's a way, because you serve lower-income folks, um, that you're able to access reduced-cost drugs. And so when you lose your Title X funding, you, can't get those you also lose your access to that funding unless you can get it through another program. And so we also have, um, we participate in the state sexually transmitted infection program, STD program. And so we were able to get um, 340B access through that program okay. so we could keep it. You if, did an end run around, but are you saying that maybe this West Virginia clinic didn't have Doesn't such have that program in West Virginia and now does not have access because not every state has the program and um, people have access to it. I have something here that says Title X is the only federal program that provides funding specifically for preventive exams, birth control, mm -hmm. cancer screenings, sexually transmitted disease testing and treatment. Who's against any of that? It does not, not provide funding for abortion. Right. That's correct. It never has. And um, I think <laughs> I may have mentioned this before. In Pennsylvania, we are audited each year um, to make sure that none of the money that comes through these federal funds um, is used for abortion services. So the impact of this gag rule, which is meant to what bring you to your knees, that's what it's meant to do, right? It is. But yes. the, the consequence of it is women, right. especially women who live in poverty, women without insurance, women of color uh, can't access the most basic preventive health care. But you also have to realize this is against Planned Parenthood, definitely an attack on us. But when you look at how this all unfolded, it is also a philosophical opposition to birth control. Because what the Trump-Pence administration did was fill HHS and the department that administers the family planning program with people who are opposed to sexuality education. They are really far-right religious conservatives who do not support birth control, who believe that you should have just natural family planning as the birth control method for everyone. Um, really conservative perspectives. And what they are doing is playing out their agenda. That's and right. they were able to take the gag rule um, because if you look at the new regulations, inserted in there now is anybody who takes this money also has to offer people fertility awareness methods or offer them. Even if someone says, you know, I, I want an IUD, I want this method, I don't want to get pregnant, you still have to talk to them about what? Natural not having sex? Plans. Yes. Yes. <laughs> right. Exactly. Have you tried not having right. sex? Right. Okay. Here, this is from the New York Times from March. The Trump administration took an important step on Friday in its push to restrict access to contraception. Right. Excuse me. What? Huh? Contraception. Mm -hmm. Announcing it would give as much as $5 million <clears throat> in family planning funds <clears throat> to some thing called the Obria Group which mm -hmm. describes itself as being led by God. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. all we've got here at Planned Parenthood is Kim Everett. This 
but is led by God. Well, I give God the money before I give it to you. <laughs> yeah, that, that's right. an organization that is um, what, what? a crisis pregnancy type center, and they are using the money <coughs> to do fertility awareness um, and natural family planning. What they call natural, which the is a rhythm which, which I will say, if is that it? is what someone wants to use, um, we also do offer even now. If someone wants that method, we can talk with them okay. about it and help them use that method. But it's not a method; it's not an exclusive method that, as a family planning provider, you should be offering, <coughs> and you shouldn't have to offer it to people who don't want it. The rhythm method, which the Catholic Church um, yes. promulgates, even Catholics have. I mean, the vast majority yes. of Catholics say, are you kidding me? I didn't want 12 children. Yes. I practice the uh, rhythm yes. method. Well, you know, and the frustrating thing is we, we see a lot of people who have lower incomes, who are uninsured, and who need access to services. And so when you send somebody like that to a place where they're now being offered a method that may or may not work depending on how well they use it, they end up pregnant. These folks, of course, do not support abortion access, but neither do they support Medicaid for people who have lower incomes and need that money to raise their children. So you basically give people no options, right? No, they're pro-life. They're pro-life, but they're also um, the Republican Party life. is cutting back on Medicaid benefits. Yeah. Um, you look at what's happening right now with... <clears throat> um, you know, all the things in even the SNAP program and I trying to take away those benefits. Uh, so, you know, you can't have it both ways. You can't force women to be pregnant, take all benefits away. And, and so they and won't be able to feed the child right. that you, it's, that it you just makes no pretty sense. much force them to have unless they want to go do a back alley abortion. Um, this is a war on women. Make no mistake about it. A war on women. Here from Nicholas Kristof's column, uh, Title 10 is an odd target because it is the gold standard of cost effectiveness. Yes. In 2010, a study found publicly funded family planning averted 2.2 million unintended pregnancies. 98,100 cases of chlamydia and 3,600-something cases of cervical cancer. Mm -hmm. It's a good point. This is a preventive care program exactly. as well. Exactly. So a lot of women who come to us don't have a primary care provider. Um, they come to get their pap smear, breast exam, routine screening services, as well as access to birth control. And, you know, I think, you know, when you look at the numbers, I mean, the majority of Americans, 90-some percent, have used birth control at some point in their life. Um, the support for this program is above 80%. So this isn't what the American people want. People recognize the value of contraception, but yet we are in this time that the forces to be, the people in power, can destroy a program that is so critical particularly to people with lower incomes in our country. I'm wondering, Kim, so this has gone into effect. Yes. Have you had people come uh, who, who get their health care from you, come in doing what they've always done, they want their this, they want their that, and you've had to, have, have you had to tell them we can't do that for you anymore? Well, um, one of the things that we've done, um, we started about six months ago raising money, knowing that this day would come and that it was likely with the new structure of the courts that we would not be able to get the injunctions that we needed and likely will not get this overturned. So when so you use, been, let me just interrupt. So it used to be if some uh, administration did something like this, Planned Parenthood and ACLU and others would immediately take them to court, seek an injunction, stop it, maybe then right. have it uh, rolled back, reversed. But Trump, as we know, and Mitch McConnell, all they've been doing is it's packing the, packing right. the federal Courts. judiciary. Exactly. So now when Planned Parenthood or the ACLU go to those courts, they're, they're finding themselves with these uh, mm -hmm. 
with these ideologues right in exactly. robes exactly who are doing the political work mm-hmm. of the Trump administration so that was sort of a firewall. We, you, you relied mm-hmm. on the judicial ju- system. The judicial yes. system, right? And there, it's changed. Yes, and not for the better. Okay, I interrupted you. Well, no. So, so recognizing that that was likely, <coughs> um, we've been fundraising, and so um, we are trying to raise 1.2 million dollars over three years that will replace the federal money, so that we don't have to charge people for services oh, they can't so, afford. So unlike what Nicholas Kristof saw yes. in West Virginia. When that <coughs> young girl comes in, you don't have to say, I can't do it. You, I need $94. Right. You'll cover right. the cost. We are for now, yes. And we've, <coughs> raised, um, we've raised about 400000 of the amount that we need. So we're, we're getting there. Um, and, I, I, you know, it's possible that in another time, under a different administration, I guess it's probably likely that we would be able to be part of the Title X program again and the gag rule would go away. Um, but it doesn't look like for the next couple of years that that's going to be the case. No. And so, and if um, Trump is reelected, it, it will be the case oh, it will for be the, yeah, the no, next six years. Yeah, absolutely. <coughs> so at that point, you know, um, I think $1.2 million can get us through the next three years. Um, as far as being able to continue to provide services free for people who need them, people that meet the qualifications. Um, and, you know, I don't, beyond three years, I don't know. You Dear know if God. we're in that situation. But so this is, I mean, Planned Parenthood is not this monolithic. Um, so there's all the, the clinics that are scattered throughout the country yeah. and are fewer than and farther between than yes. they've ever been. Um each of them has to come up with their own game plan here. This is yes. So the yes. women who rely on you here in southwestern Pennsylvania are awfully lucky that you've, yes. you're yes. attempting yeah. to make up the difference here. Right. That is not the case in a lot of Planned Parenthood right. offices where they, right. they simply, it's, it's just not something that they're able to do. Right. And some states, um, particularly like California, you know, they have a government that, a state government that will backfill or, you know, what state of Washington, you know, there are some states that have been able to do that. That mm-hmm. didn't, that hasn't happened in Pennsylvania. And certainly when you look at West Virginia and some of the southern states where they're very hostile to Planned Parenthood, that's never going to happen. Um, so it is very much, as you said, a case-by-case situation. Each affiliate has a different um, situation to deal with based on where they're located, <coughs> the population they serve, the wealth of the community around them. All those are factors that are um, affect this. The organization uh, that you run, Planned Parenthood of Western Pennsylvania, has been around for 90 years. Yes, 90, 90 years. 90 years. Mm-hmm. Stop and think about that. Yeah. Planned Parenthood has been around for 102 102 years. Think of that. Think of all the history that's unfolded and how now this organization that was, that has been a godsend for so many women uh, desirous of preventive health care, reproductive health care, might not survive in mm-hmm. 2019 mm-hmm. right because of contraception because of birth control yeah opposition to basic services How, and these are things they, they thought don't about talk about they don't talk about birth no. control the the opponents they don't really that's not their yeah. thing they use the abortion, abortion thing as a cover as a cover, as a cover. but yes. you're yes. You, you have no doubt what they're really after is contraception I think not everybody, but for many. When you look at the platform and the, uh, well, look how Republicans vote. They don't support access to contraception. So why wouldn't you? If you really, if you really believe that abortion should be wrong, wouldn't you want to make sure everybody had access to contraception? So you were create. See, so this you, is would, where you would support the mind this. boggles. You would support comprehensive sexuality education. You would make sure people had the information if, and the tools that they need to be healthy and protect themselves. Yeah. If you were truly opposed to abortion, if you mm-hmm. thought it was akin to murder, 
then you would pull out all the stops to prevent women from getting themselves into a position where they want an abortion. They want to terminate a pregnancy that they didn't plan. So what would you do? You would make contraception, I mean, you would be handing out contraception on street corners because it saves lives and saves, I guess, well, you know what? Well, it's not about, is this just a religious thing? That you're supposed to have sex only to procreate? Do you think that's where they're coming? Where are they coming from? Or they want to make white babies because they're afraid that white people well, is are about, being... Is it about women what? and women's role? And okay. are women having too prominent of a, role, of a role taking away jobs from men? You know, I think there's a lot of things that factor Jeez. into it, but... It's so anti-woman, it's unbelievable. Yeah. And, you know, there are reasons that... When you look at the issue of abortion, there are reasons that people have end up having abortions, not just because they didn't have access to contraception. So, you know, when you when you put it out there, there are issues of abuse, there's issues of race, and, and let me, partner violence. And you know what else? Contraception doesn't always work. And it doesn't always work. Uh, believe yeah. me, yes. But as yes. sort of a fundamental, Jeez. people need to have the ability to control their own fertility as a baseline. I mean, it shouldn't, I do believe that if you, if you really are someone who thinks you should never have an abortion, then you should make sure people have access to contraception. But people need to be able to make those own their own decisions. People need to be able to have, decide if and when they're going to have children, regardless of whether you're rich or whether you're poor. So the AMA, the American Medical Association, the Nurses Association, the every, every medical, every, everybody is so opposed to what they have done here because it it inserts government it inserts a bunch of friggin white conservative men into the most intimate relationship mm -hmm. uh, between a doctor and his or her patient patient yes. how how well the other thing it does um you know if you look at the guidelines one of the things I mentioned was you have to, you know, tell them about the fertility awareness. There's also a piece that you may not provide, promote, refer to, or support abortion when you're talking to your patient, so you can't give them a referral. Well, wait, what if the patient says, I can't have this baby? What if the patient says, I'm I can't have this baby? Well, you would say, I can't refer you for abortion. I can give you a list of primary care providers in your community who may or may not provide abortion services. So you, and that's the best I can do. You can't help the patient. No, because there are no primary care providers that do abortion services to begin with, just because how highly regulated it is, um, at least in Pennsylvania. And I think so. There are no. Much. You can't go to doctor anybody, right? Who right. will terminate a pregnancy, right? Uh, because they've made the government has made it so onerous for anybody to provide that service. Yes that about only Planned Parenthood and a few others are willing to jump yes. through the hoops. Right. Correct. Yeah. Correct. And in most communities, right. even in Pennsylvania, um, you, you will not find anybody in your community that will provide an abortion so there, for you. So the gag rule makes the provider have to give totally, um, un, totally unuseful... Right. Misleading, misleading information. Information. So right. it must provide misinformation. Yes. We will give you a mm -hmm. list of these private, you know, and you know you're sending them on a wild goose chase. Right. What the hell? Yes. Who's to know what you say to them? You know what I'm saying? Ah. Who's to I know? know. <laughs> I say, well, hey, by law, I have to, but uh, here, let me get, I mean, really, who's to know? Yeah, and that may happen. I mean, there there are audits. There will be audits and those kinds of things. And, um, you know, what, of course, is Planned Parenthood, we have to be very vigilant. and Because you know, they're waiting for you to do something well, like right. that. Right, and, and we, we can never comply or even agree to this. But, you know, you're right. There could be providers that, you know, say one thing and 
do another. But um, what do you think? But just the idea that they are telling doctors that they can't give patients the information they ask for um, puts them in a terrible position. I mean, that's unethical. What other procedure or service can you think of that you're telling doctors to basically lie to their patients or at least not answer their questions of where they can get care and how they can get help? Is this a First Amendment issue? Doesn't the doctor, the health care provider, have a, a right to, to freely speak? Well, I you don't think, even understand um, this. You know, this isn't the first go-around, though, for the gag rule. It was first um, introduced by Ronald Reagan in hey. 1989, yeah. and it worked its way through the court. Now, it was a little bit different then. Some things have changed. This referral piece has changed that, you know, you have to give them false information, basically. But um, oh, it was God. upheld by the Supreme this Court. This is amazing. So the law now is that the provider has to give the patient false information. That's they can. the law. They can, but they cannot say you they can go cannot to give them the information you can they, give them, right. they want. Right. Right. So that piece has changed. Um, you know, there's also some things in here about information that you have to collect that, you know, perhaps is a HIPAA issue or, and there's some things with the Affordable Care Act that talk about providing the same level of care to people regardless of their income. So there are things like that that are a little bit different, but um, I think at the end of the day, this was upheld and it's, it was not so, a free okay, speech so issue So okay, so since then, the 80s, the Republicans have been trying to... To do this if Reagan was well you know it was and then by the time it got through the Supreme Court and everything it came to the Clinton administration and President Clinton um, you know did away with it it did then go through um, other Republicans um, George Bush but it was never brought back because I think most people recognize how important contraception is even under um, Bush Jr.'s administration, they recognize the fact that contraception is important for people. It's Women 2019. Need to have exactly. You are sitting here arguing mm-hmm. passionately that contraception's a it's good important. idea. Exactly. And, <coughs> you know, as I said, it kind of went away, but now we're in a new day. I mean, there are new people in there who, are, who do not believe people should have access to contraception especially if you're poor. So there, there you have it. And who needs that more than someone who's poor? If you're poor and you already have some kids, you can't afford right. to care for another child. Right. And the same crowd that's doing this <clears throat> is scuttling the programs like SNAP that might help you. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's what you said. Yes. These people are just evil. I'm sorry. They're evil. Yeah. Yes. And then, of course, you know, Excuse me. talking about the judicial system, you know, you have the Supreme Court, of course, uh, that um, the composition has changed. The composition now is anti-Roe. It is. It is. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, and w- your feeling about what's going to happen with Roe v. Wade? Well, you know, what we've seen across the country is so many different <coughs> abortion bills that are being passed mm-hmm. trying to ban abortion. Um, in the last, since 2019, there have been like 250-some pieces of legislation filed against abortion. And the reason being because they want to get these to the court, Supreme right. Court. 26 of them have passed. Okay. And they want to get them to the Supreme Court and let the Supreme Court say, you know, Roe v. Wade was decided wrongly and we're going to change it so that's what the Mm -hmm. flurry of all these state laws which are blatantly unconstitutional given Mm -hmm. roe v wade they're they they know that they're just trying to get to the court so i think a lot of people think the court doesn't have the will they they want to to just flat out knock Roe v. Wade out. Mm-hmm. But what they are going to do is little by little make it almost impossible right. right, to access abortion. Unless you're rich, of course, because rich people always can. Or, the, I mean, yeah, <coughs> nobody knows. Or you right? live in California, <laughs> could, or you live in New York. They could turn it back to the states. You know, well, okay, states. that is, okay, so then... We live in a country in which, depending on where you, you live. live, you may or may not have the right to uh, control your own 
um, reproductive life. Yep. So now we're back to you may not have access to What would happen here? Um, right now in Pennsylvania, we have a couple laws in place that would go back to those laws. We have the uh, Abortion Control Act that was... Which um, is what? I mean, how will abortion... It would be the regulations we currently work under. That's what we would... Um, is abortion legal in Pennsylvania without Roe v. Wade? Right now it is. It, it would go back to these rules. Um, but if it is you know, based on state government, that can always change. That's right, because right, all those guys in Harrisburg... Right. And if Tom Wolf ain't the governor and Correct. some Republican is, bango, Correct. there you go. Right. Yeah. So, yes. So right now, though, we do have legislation on the books that dictates how we provide abortion services in Pennsylvania. And they are onerous? Well, they are. Di- yeah, they are difficult, but um, we comply. And, uh, okay, yeah, but you've they, learned how... They are difficult. They make it more expensive. They make it harder for women. They are barriers that do nothing to put to protect... Women's good, health. Women's health. It's but they're put it. there to try to hobble make it, you. And these well, keep coming and coming and coming. Give me a for instance of something that Harrisburg has decided. Well, the last, um, the last piece of legislation was actually in 2011. That was when we got the ambulatory okay. surgical regulations. And so now we all have to be surgical facilities. We did get some waivers so that not all of the facility requirements were, had to be put in place, but there are definitely more expensive things that you have to do um, to be able to be an abortion provider in Pennsylvania. That's also when um, wait a minute, wait the a number of clinics But aren't there places, I mean, where you can go to doctor's offices and essentially get a surgical procedure done? If it's not... If it's yeah. not an abortion, right. If it's not an abortion. Right. I mean, right. my God. Right. I, you can... Right. You can this get is all treated differently because but this it's abortion. But one procedure. Mm-hmm. Correct. They've decided for the health mm-hmm. of the patient coming in. Right. You've got to be essentially a mini hospital. Correct. When it is also not the major thing that your, your right. service provides. Okay, so it's, I just want to be clear that these laws are harassment. Mm-hmm. They have nothing to do with women's health. The other law on the books um, is the Abortion Control Act, which was back in the 80s, um, and that is the one that says you have to have a 24-hour waiting period. So once you you have to talk to a doctor and then wait at least 24 hours to get the procedure. Um, It also has... What's the impact on that of a woman who lives, let's say, somewhere in that middle of Pennsylvania and has to travel, what, four hours uh, if she has transportation? Yeah. So it, del- it delays their procedure. They have to go through this mandatory, it's a mandatory lecture that the doctors oh. have to give them. And because it's not really informed consent, it's, ma- it's a mandatory lecture because there's a whole informed consent procedure that we go to through that's much more um, relevant to the actual procedure. This lecture is more about telling them what else they can do besides have an abortion. Um, but it does, it just you know, it just more delays, more expense, both for the provider as well as for um, the person seeking the procedure. And when you think about sort of, well, as you said, the patchwork that the country would be if Roe was overturned, you've got West Virginia who did adopt a constitutional amendment that they wouldn't have abortion access if it gets turned back so to the no, states. So no woman in West Virginia would right. have access. They'd be flooding across the border to you. To us, or yeah, I'm not sure what's where. Stuff, there's nothing in Kentucky. There's right, nothing. There's nothing in, in, no, yeah, they'll be no. coming to you. And then Ohio passed an abortion ban, a six-week abortion ban. So that's essentially well, eliminating <laughs> abortion in Ohio. So people in Eastern, I mean, Ohio are going to be coming your way. So what are, is there planning? Uh, are we getting ahead of this so that? Um, the states that will be able to still provide, even under onerous conditions, uh, pregnancy termination, would be, uh, you know, putting up clinics on, you know, borders of other states. You know, how mm-hmm. are how are the where you do know? We I I think all those things are going to have to be explored. Now you do have, you know, New York has very few restrictions. That's a state that um, has no parental consent. They have no 24-hour waiting period. Um, And so that will, I would expect, to be a state that lots of people would flood to. But, of course, it doesn't make sense for people who live way down south 
how does that work? And again, because a lot of these people don't have the resources to do that. So exactly. I said the rich we'll can always get on an airplane, fly yes. to so-and-so, yep. spend the money, which won't be, you know, they... Mm-hmm. It, it, yeah, that's it becomes a service for people who have privilege, who have money, who have insurance, maybe, although a lot of insurance plans, you know... Particularly if you get it through the exchange in Pennsylvania, you don't get abortion coverage. So you know it's it's spotty. You mean it through Obamacare, you can't get it. Well, in Pennsylvania, um, in Pennsylvania correct. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh man, in Pennsylvania. They don't. So that's another um, piece of legislation yeah, that was they, passed here. These guys. Um, I mean, I'll 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 tip my hat to them. They don't leave a stone no. unturned. Yeah. And you know they're still continuing here in Pennsylvania to pass legislation. There was. Um, Piece, you know, there's the, all these the ultrasound bills floating around. There's some defund Planned Parenthoods. There's the Down syndrome bill. So those are still out there. It's just right now, um, I think, having Governor Wolf in office, there's not as much opportunity. Here is a tweet I saw today from a woman who said, seven states have banned abortion in 2019 alone. So maybe we could ask the possible, talking about, this subject never came up on any of the debates. So maybe we could ask the possible future president about what they would do to defend Roe v. Wade and expand abortion access. Are you concerned that the Democrats don't seem to be, or is it, well, again, it's CNN and the questioners that bring up these topics, but I don't hear much about this. Yeah, I don't think it's... Is it best not to? Um, I don't know. I've heard, actually, I've heard all of the candidates at different times talk about this, and they all state they're supportive. They're they're supportive, yes. Um, You know, there's also the issue of the Hyde Amendment, which gets a little bit, and I think you know that, um, you know, Joe Biden had some back and forth on that, and the Hyde Amendment is the amendment. He supported the Hyde Amendment. He did. He did. Um, And then said he would again, and then now he says he wouldn't. Um, but that is what uh, you know cuts off Medicaid access for women seeking abortion services. Um, and again, the people who are on Medicaid seeking abortion services are the poorest people in our country, with the fewest resources. War on poor women. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. War on women of color. War on poor children. On the mm-hmm. poor elderly. Yeah. The Republicans only care about rich white people. That's it. I'm sorry. That's it. Rich white people who they think make the world go round. Mm-hmm. How long have you been doing this? Oh, like 30 years. Man, you, <laughs> wow. You, you don't, look, you don't look like it. I would no. look... I would look like the picture of Dorian Gray if I would. <laughs> I would be like oh, thirty years <laughs> yeah, in, in the trenches. It, but but I don't know what it says about me. But it hasn't gotten better. It's gotten no, worse. No, it's, it's gotten yeah, worse. It's definitely gotten worse. And it ain't because yeah. of anything you've done. Well, I you know I it's it's interesting. It's just a really difficult time. But I ha- but I have to say, we have never reproductive rights has never been more at risk. Truthfully, in, has in my never time. been more, more at, at risk in, my in lifetime. your lifetime. Yes, at, the, and I'm older than you, and in my lifetime, and even just um, you know, as somebody who's worked in this field and um, been a service provider with a mission to give people access, it's never been harder. It's just there's so many barriers and so much difficulty, um, and, and so much this, political and opposition. It, and as you said, does this represent? What the American people want, this no, direction. it doesn't. I mean, every poll, every, every yes. American people right. are not for this, what the, they're doing. And when you even look at abortion access, the majority of American people don't want Roe to go away. Right. They recognize. They might want things tightened or something, but right. they don't. Right. They want that there. Right. And the American people do not want contraceptive access to go away. They recognize the importance of it. And, you know, we have some really good effective methods now. Really good. Um, but Jeez, I wish I, were, I wish I were fertile because <laughs> now, yes. what, you, you just can have something. In you can some, have an implant that is inserted in your arm. And how long does that go? Um, I 
it used to be three years, but I think it's longer now. I think it could be five. I mean, I was popping a pill a day in the time when those pills were so overly full of of hormones that probably have been really bad for my... My they health. have definitely improved on that from the ones that came out oh. in the earliest years. Yeah, they're better than those. They, would be the yeah, ones yeah. I took. Yeah, uh, well, not the IUDs. Good. The IUD. Remember, there was a problem with the IUDs for a while with um, pelvic inflammatory right. infections. Yeah. Right. So now there are new IUDs that hey, are guys, much better. Guys, men, I got an idea. How about you guys stepping up and doing some of the contraception yourself? You know, I just read an article um, talking about some of the different things that are being developed for men so that they... They won't yes. do it! Well, that's a different issue. But, um, and this was, a, this was from a global perspective of how do you address issues around, you know, population in the world and its impact on the environment and talking about men need to be part of that solution, particularly in some of these other countries. Um, whether they will or not is another Think of story. This. I know. I, I've talked about this before. Think of this. One woman can get pregnant once in a nine-month period. In that same nine-month period, one man. How many? How many? Well, can... I don't know if he's a really busy kind <laughs> of a guy. I thought maybe did the math. No, I don't know. I mean, if he's on Viagra and he's like, uh, yeah, he could impregnate thousands. Yeah. He could create thousands of babies. But the one woman who it takes nine right. months to right. gestate this human being, is the target, not the guys who are going around right. shooting their sperm here and there. Yeah, you're right. Son of a bitch! Excuse me. And I don't know a woman who would trust... <laughs> well, that is another that, that, issue. That, that, yeah. Right? Yeah. Who would trust that... I mean, if yeah. you're in a you know, situation, you're maybe about to have some... Uh, and um, he says, I got it covered. Don't worry. Yeah. I yeah, don't worry. I'm on, I know. Yeah. Yeah, I'm on the pill. I, uh, I, I had a vasectomy. I uh, this. No yeah. woman in her right mind would trust. Yeah. Well, that, that is the drawback. But just to say, you know, it's out there as a strategy as well. Oh, God. Okay. I've got a few other little questions here. Um, there's these pills out there now that you can take that will finish off in a, a, a pregnancy, right? There's medical abortion. Is that called Oh, there medical? is medical abortion, yeah. Okay, so yeah. if Roe v. Wade goes away, would those pills not, would become illegal? How does that mm-hmm. work? Um, it, it actually, for us in Pennsylvania, it follows the same abortion guidelines as far as it's regulated by the state. You have to go through the same, you know, consent procedures and everything. Um, there are companies in other countries that sell it, and it comes into the United States. So, um, again, it They can have be, tried to stop that. It can be black marketed. Yes. They have tried to stop it. The company, the last I read, the company said, no, we're not stopping it. I but, I, but, yes, it does follow the You know, the same I just rules. can't believe that now what we're thinking of is, okay, so what are we going to do? It's like the handmaid's tale. What are we, okay, this is coming. Let's be proactive. What are we going to do? When we go back to 1822, what are, what are we going to do? There was this yeah. piece in the, did you see that a long time ago? New York yeah. Times. Yeah. New York Times showing yeah. Roe v. Wade goes away. You see all that? You see all that? Mm-hmm. The patchwork. That's, uh, what, uh, women living in those areas, you know, sorry. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm just amazed, um, and I guess the president that we have really prevents us from focusing on an issue like this because it seems like nothing compared to the outrage du jour mm-hmm. that comes There's out. There's so many issues. Yes, it's like whack-a-mole. You right. know, it's like ah, ah, well, yeah. and you know that's one of the things I when I talk to people about that we've lost our funding 
a lot of people haven't heard that. It's not out Nobody in the knows. media much. Right, right, right. Um, and, you know, some people will say, oh, I thought you lost it two years ago. Um, because this has been since uh, so January 1, 2017, an ongoing theme to defund Planned Parenthood. Previously, it was a different pot of money. It was our Medicaid access. Now it's Title X funding that they have successfully taken away. Uh, but it's hard to get the word out because there's so much competition and there's so many things that um, this president has done that seem to get more visibility. Yeah. Well, you mentioned this fact that you need to raise one point what? One point two million dollars. One point two. You know, to a deep-pocketed Republican, that's that's pocket change. You got any deep-pocketed Republicans out there who'd like to send Planned Parenthood uh, 1.2 million dollars? That'd be great. Um, and you know, just to add, so what can people do? Okay, people, you do people, your thing. Yeah, no, no, people can donate. And I just wanted to add that um, for us, some of the communities that we're in, we're the only Title Ten provider. So, and these are the rural areas where you go to Johnstown, Cambria County. Um, it's us, Somerset County, it's us. So if we're not there doing free services, you have what you have in West Virginia, people that essentially don't have access. And in some of these communities, um, there are lots and lots of people who depend on us for this care because there's just not a lot of wealth in those areas. So, so in this big state of Pennsylvania, there's you, and then you have these some satellite facilities. We have satellite facilities, and then there are two other Planned Parenthood affiliates in the state that cover... Just two others. So there's two just others. So three, the three of us huge cover the state. Yes. And they are what? One's in Philly? One's in Philly, and the other is One's in Allentown, okay. and it comes down into Harrisburg. So, yes. So it's a pretty wide area. Um, <laughs> and we don't have health centers in every county in Allegheny County. In, in like your... Pennsylvania. Southwestern Pennsylvania is your... And how many counties is that that you We have, have 26 counties. You have 26 counties right, that right. you're supposed to, to be. To do education, advocacy, and medical and or medical services. <clears throat> so we don't do medical services. There are other providers that have Title X grants in other parts of the state. And I don't know which of those will comply with the gag rule and which won't. I haven't heard. So who are your, who do you serve? Are they young people mostly, poor people yeah, mostly? Um, yeah, about 65% of the people we serve have incomes below 150% of the poverty level, which is about $17,000, dollars a year. They make seventeen to 18000 a year. Or less. Or less. Or less. Or less. Um, they tend to be younger. Um, between 19 and 20, between 18 and 28 is probably <clears throat> the majority of the people that we serve. Although, depending on the area, for example, when you go into Cambria County, we serve a an older population as well. Excuse, much older because there just is an access, an, good access yeah. to anything. Yeah, less access to care in those communities. Um, but 90% are female, 10% are men. Now, I think people would be surprised to know that men go to Planned Parenthood. Men do come to Planned Parenthood. And why do they come to Planned Parenthood? Um, they come mostly for sexually transmitted disease um, testing and treatment. Um, we do PrEP, which is pre-exposure prophylaxis for people who are at higher risk of getting HIV. So we have that medication, and so um, that also is part of what men seek at our at our organization, at our health clinics. Yeah, I would think people are surprised to hear that. Yeah. And I think sex education, like how do you do that? What, are, what How does Planned Parenthood provide that? Well, so um, in our health centers, we do two things. Um, <coughs> so for our patients, we do a lot of education just around the methods, about STIs, all that sort of thing. Um, we also, you know, talk about drugs and alcohol. We talk about depression. And we now have um, behavioral health program. So for people who have issues with drug and alcohol, depression, um, some behavioral health issues, we have a professional on staff who can see them. And so that sort of so somebody comes them. into you and you have all of these basic... We have all these basic services. So for most people, um, <coughs> you know, a lot of people come in and they want birth control and, you know, they get sure. STI testing and that may or may not be an issue. So we do all the counseling. Um, but we do screen for these other issues because we find that um, a lot of people do have things they need help with. And so we've added that component to it. 
Um, but in addition to birth control, I mean, we do cancer screening services. And for women, you know, it's very important, breast cancer, cervical cancer, um, all those kinds of things. We also are connected to a lot of different organizations in the community. So sometimes we find that patients have issues with, I don't know, they childcare or you know what, whatever so it could be. So you can be. refer people. So our yes, our professional counselor. So it's like you've got okay. So you things, have like referrals. You've got all these counselors. So a person comes to you, and they might end up being educated about uh, you know STD prevention, and then given referrals to somebody who can help them with. Yeah, a treat, some treatment or, you know, whatever it is that they might need. Yeah. So it's a pretty comprehensive. Uh, yes, yes. I mean, we try to provide as many services as we can. And if we can't provide it, we connect, we try to connect people in the community um, with, with where they can get the help that we need, they need. Well, obviously, you're an evil organization and, evil. and need to be uh, destroyed. <laughs> I um, yeah, it's apparently. So what's going to happen? I mean, is Planned Parenthood going to survive this? You've never seen anything quite like this, right, Onslaught, as you've said. This is the most difficult political climate, I would say. Um, and a climate that just doesn't match to what our patients want, what the community wants, what the population at large wants. And so that's the thing, this huge disconnect between what people want and what they say they want and what the politicians are actually doing. And the politicians feel that nobody can connect the dots and so they're going to, and I, I'm I, not sure they're not correct about that. Well, I, yeah. People don't seem, you know, some woman in Cambria County who all of a sudden can access uh, her, her health care through a Planned Parenthood facility is not necessarily going to hold Donald Trump or her Republican uh, representative in Harrisburg responsible. Right. They're right. not connecting dots. I know. That's the interesting thing. People tend well, to, you know, if they like their local politician, you know, they give them a pass for things. So that's that's challenging. But, you know, for us, you ask what, what I thought the future was. I mean, we are very committed to keeping our doors open, continuing to serve people who need care, working as hard <coughs> as we have to to raise the money, um, to find the resources so that people, particularly people who are uninsured and need our services, have access to them. Um, for someone who has insurance, you know, nothing changes. They can obviously still come to us, and we have many people that have insurance. What about a third of your p the people who come to you yeah. have insurance? We have commercial insurance. We have another third that has Medicaid insurance, and then another third that's uninsured completely. Completely. And so the, per the people It's those uninsured that... Yes. that are that third are really going to yes. get hit by this. Yes. And the Medicaid people already are hit in terms of not being able to access um, abortion, services. abortion services, but Correct. one wonders um, about contraception <laughs> getting added to the mix before it's over, too. Yeah. I mean, in yeah. the where we're heading. I, I would say, you know, right, with this administration, um, nobody knows. Anything is possible. Well, I do want to say that uh, never before, if you are somebody who supports uh, the life-saving work that Planned Parenthood does, um, they need you. They need their allies now because the others, their enemies, are outside their doors on a daily basis. They control state legislatures. They are all over the federal judiciary now. They're in the White House. They're in the Congress. And if we don't stand with them, this over 100-year-old organization could finally have met its, I don't know, well, match. I, yeah. I just, you've got to give. I mean, maybe you've given before, but this is a, yeah. people got to step up here. Yeah, How, I, yeah we, we, are, we are hoping um, that people will step up and help. Um, and, you know, I always like to remind, like, this is not for me. This is for the people that we serve. This well, is for people <clears throat> who don't have access, who don't have insurance, and need health care. I just want to say, not for her. Boy, that's true. Um, the people, I, I was privileged to serve on the board of uh, Planned Parenthood of Western Pennsylvania. And the staff at that place, mostly women, 
mostly true. women. It is mostly women. Yeah, yeah. it's true. And yeah. uh, they are the most amazing group of employees I have ever encountered. And <clears throat> it speaks well of, of your uh, management. But who'd want to go work at a place where there are people outside threatening you every day? Who would want to go work at a place where the, the money ain't so good? Mm-hmm. I mean, with your skills, you could be making hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of thousands of dollars somewhere. You've chosen not to do that. The other people at Planned Parenthood who work in development, who work in education, who work in all this, they all could be making more money. But there is this sense of the importance of yeah. what you're offering. Yeah, we, we have a wonderful staff. Oh, my God. And, you know, the staff I, that provide health care are on the front lines at Planned Parenthood have so much compassion and care so deeply for the people that they serve. Um, it, it really is remarkable. And, you know, it's not always easy. When you're in a, in a job where you serve the community, there's, you know, can be lots of challenges and issues, but, um, you know, people really believe in the work that they do and they know that it makes a difference. And they see firsthand how it changes people's lives. And so that keeps so them. That keeps them going. It keeps them committed. And um, it makes it worthwhile. It makes a difference. You know, and again, I just want to say that in these times when you just feel so powerless and you're not sure where your energy should go, this is not a bad idea. Your local planned parenthood doing unbelievable work in horrible conditions in terms of the of the politics and um i you know do you have family that worry about you that say i wish you didn't work there i bet a lot of people wouldn't want um, their loved ones working there by because of this threat of violence yeah well i think my family's used to it ah! <laughs> they've but I mean, that's gotta <laughs> that's gotta keep some people away. You know, away. it it, it can't it can be a concern. Yes, it can be a concern for some people, for people's families. It's um, not like people uh, have not been injured and or killed right, by pro life right. people. Yeah, no, it is it is a concern, and it makes it harder. It makes it harder to recruit staff. Yeah, um, all those things. So, is your security? but you know people care very deeply about. Women and women and their health, health. Exactly. and their integrity so. and their ability to yeah. care for their own selves without some without some man right. somewhere who doesn't know them, doesn't know their circumstances, deciding one size fits all, and we're going to control all you women. Yeah. <clears throat> Here. And some people are good fighters. They, you know, just like you, they're going to fight back. They're not going to take that. So, you know, we have people that have a lot of courage, that have a lot of commitment, and, um, you know, don't want to back down. <clears throat> well, I can't thank you enough for the work you do. So, if people want to give money, what's the best way to do it? Um, they can mail us a check. <laughs> <laughs> Just um, mail them a check. Or That's we're all. Online, we have a website which is ppwp.org, and on that website, you can find a place where you can make a donation to Planned Parenthood, okay. which is probably the easiest way. Um, PPWP Planned Parenthood Western Pennsylvania and org. org, and it might soon be. Planned Parenthood, Western Pennsylvania, Eastern Ohio, West Virginia, and who knows what else. God. Well, yes. We continue fighting, hoping that's not going to be the case. But um, but but these are difficult times. And, you know, even if we end up with a different president, different politicians, we have a a Supreme Court now that has a composition that it's going to be tough going to be really difficult, not only for this issues, but for other issues that I think many people care deeply about. Well said. Ladies and gentlemen, Kim Everett, President and CEO of Planned Parenthood of Western Pennsylvania, support it in any way you can. But frankly, right now, they need money. 
so that they can not disappoint some desperate woman coming for a chlamydia screening and uh, being told, I know we did this for you before, but we can't anymore. You need to pay those bills. Thank you, Lynn. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me bless on the show. Bless you. Just bless you. Okay, you guys, that's it. That's it. See you Monday. Bye. Thanks so much. Lynn Cullen Live, Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. and archived at pghcitypaper.com. The opinions expressed on Lynn Cullen Live are those of the host and do not necessarily reflect the viewpoints of Pittsburgh City Paper or its advertisers.